Thank you so much for tuning in to She's All Over the Place with Kiriaki. That's me. Welcome back. Today I have David Lee with me. He's the co-founder of Dow for Art, previously BTC and ETH Minder, and he's the founding team member of NEO. David, how are you today? Good. How are you? Great. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you being here. So where in the world are you today? I'm currently based in Lisbon, Portugal. Very cool. I haven't been there yet, but I really want to. How long have you been there? I have been here since last year. And it's been a very good experience so far. And uh, you see a lot of people, especially Web3 people coming uh, from all over the world to Portugal these days because of a much more friendly uh, climate and the regulatory climate. So when did you get involved in blockchain technology? I've been joining in the space from a long time ago. Uh, I have been personally involved in like full time uh, since 2016. Uh, I began my journey at the NEO founding team and my co-founder actually joined the way earlier than that. That was 2013. So yeah, I got involved in 2018. Sounds good. But uh, 2018, I assume it wasn't a very good year. The way I got involved, it was very new to me. Mm -hmm. It was through blockchain technology and a lot of different uh, places around the world were raising funds Mm -hmm. for the blockchain. So that's how I came in. And then the boom happened with NFTs. But yeah, so I understand. So from like a like a technical aspect of maybe not being a very good time to be in, not sure, not sure, because it was it was very new to me. So I heard things, but not really. From, do you want to share anything about 2018? Well, but if you didn't take took a hit during that time, you you, you are pretty fine because uh, you know later subsequently once you got familiar, it's actually a good season, and uh, I, I assume that you are you you have experienced the whole cycle uh, since the DeFi summer. So I think yeah. that's also very good for you. But uh, 2018 is generally considered a very bad year. We would oh. probably see it similar to 2022 and previously 2014, uh, yeah. kind of like that. You, you know, but the, I personally, because uh, we were doing another project back in 18 and uh, in 19, but, you know, in 20, kind of like things changed a lot. And because of the COVID, I think it's uh, it played a very big role in the industry as well. Uh, a lot of, not many people doing travels, especially that, you know, the entire Chinese community is essentially cut off from the world. So yeah. mm, it and, and the, the, the bull market was kind of like uh, uh, rushed because of the, you know, uh, uh, liquidity injection from the Fed. So uh, I would say it's like, mm, it's not the best condition we would have imagined. And, you know, many things are, are like played the, in the wrong way. But but anyway, you know, uh, the market has its own, you know, willing, uh, it lets its own will and we are that's where we are now. Yeah, and and now in 2023, it's it's the same thing. Uh, people are saying hardships. So with that being said, what inspired you to start a DAO? Well, basically, we have been experiencing uh, different designs, talking about different designs with people in the industry uh, for a very, very long time. And what we feel is like there were a few, uh, like, uh, you could say motives, but the most important one was that we feel like all the other teams are doing the DAO in the wrong way. They are basically simply mimicking what you have in uh, in terms of uh, organizational governance structure in the existing business world. 
okay? And that is, you know, you hold the token and you do the voting. We can feel like we have something different to propose and something that could actually bring some value and innovation. And we look at this, we have a huge, uh, like we have designs that we have planned to do development in the, uh, in, the, in the future years. There's a lot of them, but the problem is we also have previous experience with other projects. So we understand like the general sentiment or the market or the audience is not going to be ready for all these so-called innovation you have cooked for them in a very short amount of time. You have to wait for them to uh, catch up and you also have to wait for other market players to do their part so you can you can have like consensus, right? That's the most important thing in Web3. Real quick, because you mentioned you have previous experience with other... Mm-hmm. Uh, so just for reference, just... Well, we don't have to go into them, but uh, just sure. for reference, what are they in case the person's listening and wondering what those are? Okay, so basically after Neo, we had our, you know, me and my co-founder, we had our different individual projects along the way experienced. We we explored the our very early development of NFT uh, applications of blockchain-based gaming, of, uh, you know, uh, how to do, like, I think that was in 2019, like, we use an internal mechanism to design a new kind of DAO so that people can join and contribute. Uh, those are fruitful explorations, I would say, mostly lesson learned because uh, those years are not very good um, in terms of the price, so not many people interested in joining, but uh, we did good some uh, get some good experience and but most of those are internal so you might not heard of them if you heard of course it would have been successful so um back to the i think that was in 2022 okay so we uh, decided like we're gonna do something but like i was talking about the market would not be ready for something like you plan for them like three or five steps ahead no, they can't take at most one step ahead. So we decided to merge our design and use it for a specific application scenario in this case, that is for an IT community, uh, because we see can like DAO could play a very conducive role in the uh, in the maintaining in the in the you know construction of a new. Um, NFT collections community, and also uh, for the subsequent trading of it, not the trading of the NFT, but you, it's like we're proposing a new economic tool for the incentives. So everybody's interests are aligned. And we see that as the one of the most important thing in, you know, doing DAOs is that you have to provide, we call it incentive compatibleness which is in practice, that's an economic tool to align the interests uh, because you have you have to provide people with a reason, a motive that they want to work together. Uh, how to work together is like the second question. Most people will just focus on solving the second question without solving the first one. If you do not have a, you know, aligned interests, you don't have something that you want to work on together, people simply do not. And that's why you see this um, online governance and uh, participation being so weird and uh, so that's kind of how we see it. And the development took a year almost. And uh, right now we're at the phase that we're ready to do the launch. Uh, and there will be more updates in terms of development in the coming future. Yeah, we have actually the plan for it for years to come. But uh, mm-hmm. like I said, the market is probably ready as we see it half a step ahead. 
at this moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for explaining. Being a co-founder, what are your duties for Dow for Art? I'm mostly focusing on the marketing side of things, uh, recruitment of new talents. That's also important. I also, you know, uh, together with my co-founder, also we work on the the technical model, parameter setting, of course, that's day to day. And also we're setting up the legal structure uh, here in Europe. So there's a lot of things going on as expected. And we have been through this kind of phase many times before. So it's nothing new to us individually. My co-founder will be, uh, will be more technical. And so it's like how we, you know, work together. Oh yeah. That's how you have a team player. And so yeah. Did you mention your previous businesses that you were doing was in partnership with your current co-founder? It's, it's a new venture for us, but we had uh, some good experience from the past. And uh, yeah, but uh, I don't think the name will ring a bell these days, you know, the right. previous Chinese blockchain EO. But uh, if there are people who know or, they, or that check it out, they realize it's actually quite successful back in the day. Yeah, I mean, have you heard of Kentucky Fried Chicken before? It's called KFC. Really? New is that famous? You know it, right? <laughs> you you yeah. know you know it, right? Well, I heard I heard you know that business took X amount of times before it works. So I think with Seven Eleven, and so it's it's totally normal for a founder to have multiple businesses before you know one pops off. I mean, it's all about mm. learning and growing. In Web three, that means a lot. But uh, I think people will focus more are more interested in you know, what value you bring to the table instead yeah. of looking into the past. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just trying to say that if people do look into the past, they will find some very interesting facts. But uh, we can we can save them like an Easter egg for them. You know, it's up to them to, to check it out. Okay, cool. So what value are you bringing to Web3 now? Well, I think it's very important. We're talking about, we should look at this at different levels, okay? The very imminent one is the NFT, uh, you know, uh, community. Uh, because the NFT community is kind of like stuck. Okay, if you look at it, uh, everybody's still trying to bring in, trying to sell new static contents. We call them JPEGs. And the trading side of things is like, you know, very fierce, you know, zero sum, almost negative sum, the competition between Blur and OpenSea. And uh, we're trying to see, trying to propose something new, a new business model, essentially, that people will actually be joining in communities, in DAOs, to create new collections. And we'll leverage AIGC, that is, uh, you know, a new tool that is emerging to help with efficiency. Essentially, everybody with creativity, but no technique, like a artistic technique, can join now. As content creators, we give them the reason to work together, the uh, environment to work together, that is a DAO. And we also offer another economic tool that is by tokenizing the royalty income. It, it was like in the past, the royalty is like something that people hate, okay, because uh, nobody wants to pay that. But these days, we want to tokenize the royalties uh, with into a, into a DAO token that rewards the content creators and also brings them uh, you know, uh, with the market, with the, you know, the general public together, because, um, you know, now you don't have to invest into a single piece NFT. You can actually buy it 
as if you are investing in some kind of index, all the future royalty income will join, will come to the asset pool of this DAO, and people can trade on the royalty tokens. So you are talking about uh, not you know you, you, the, the landscape changes so rapidly. Like in the past, you will have one creator and uh, several thousand collectors. Now you have probably a dozen, probably a several dozens of creators. You can have like any arbitrary number of collectors and. On the royalty token side, you can have also, um, you know, uh, investors. You could say almost investors at a, a couple hundred, uh, hundreds of thousands of them. So you can form a much bigger community. You have better efficiency in creating content, and we'll see if we can actually incentivize people to create something interesting. And the, the only through this way, NFT market can move ahead. This is the only way you could move ahead. Otherwise, okay, of course, other innovation might work, but so we are we are waiting to see something. Okay, there's nothing happening right now. If it's a stock like this, and the people still trying to sell these little JPEGs as they are, and they try to fool you into thinking, oh, we actually sold out, but they haven't, and they will try to bring the price up on the secondary market, sell it, you buy it, that's all, end of the story. Gone are the artists, gone are the project team. Come back a year later, nothing changed, nothing happened. I don't think the NFT market is going to move ahead. Okay, you know, we're at this particular timing of the market cycle so that people might feel it that way. That's nothing is happening, but a lot is happening. And oh, yeah. uh, we're, we're offering that solution at this level. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and this is the half step I'm talking about, not the full one step. Uh, the full one step will happen later during the year and uh, also into next year. I think the market condition will improve significantly. And that's where we propose our different solution in terms of the DAO design. And the people can feel that, okay, this DAO design might work on the high level, not just for NFT collection, but also for other scenarios. But we can save this discussion for future. And uh, like I said, this uh, half step I talked about is already somewhat overwhelming to a lot of people. And, 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 and you know, uh, for the you know, half, second half of the year, we can talk about it later. And that's how we can like bring the values to the Web3, you could say. But like I said, these are the merely the contents for this year. We have development plans stretching into three, four years already. We have those plans and ready, and we're going to execute them, you know, gradually so that the market will come to realize, okay, what are we actually doing? Because if you remember back in the day, people can sell you a simple idea for a lot of money, right? The problem is not that they do not fulfill these uh, uh, ideas, is that later people do not have to sell you any idea. They still get your money. You know, you, we're talking about a forked uh, DeFi protocol or, you know, a simple JPEG uh, selling at a very high price. I think that's the problem. You still have to propose not one small innovation. You have to propose a lot. And the market might accept the 10%. And after that, probably half of it, half of the 10% will actually work. But that's what we try. Well, half of the 10%, that's still a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying like half of the 10%, if you really deliver that in that space, is, is already a lot. Yeah, definitely. So I have a couple of questions um, talking sure. about the value and the art. How will you find your partners? How will you find the artists? One. And then two, will you find some artists in already successful or known NFT communities that you believe in and have the, their art be a part of your DAO, blue chipped NFT projects? So uh, the overall question is, how will you partner and find your artist? 
Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Uh, so right now we have a very good experience in this regard, I can tell you. Uh, we go to some traditional platforms to talk with the artists. Actually, it was so surprising. Uh, many of them have worked previously on NFT projects. And believe it or not, some of those are big names. I would not give names. It's not, uh, it's not good because uh, what they told us based on the artists, they are contracted to do this art collections for an insignificant amount of money. We're talking about several hundred or several thousand dollars. That's it. And these collections went on sale for, you know, probably a 10,000 times than that. And, uh, and the reason for that is like the artists are actually lacking our organization. They're lacking the technical uh, tools. They're lacking a business solution. They don't have a community. And you see some of them actually uh, later adopted, uh, for example, Tezos, okay? Or, you know, some are trying on Solana, I believe. And uh, they will tell you in private, there's a very minimum trading volume on them. Not, not a real trading volume, okay? So we talking to them, it was surprisingly smooth and they are very willing to try out the new thing and uh, just by talking to them. And also we provide them sometimes with subsidy to try it out. And also, uh, as we speak right now, we're actually uh, doing a, like a campaign for AIGC content creators on our Twitter. And uh, that's where we reward people uh, with 100 USDT just for participating when they do this. It's a, it's a long lasting, you know, campaign. They can, they can join anytime and we'll just reward them with the money. And so far, it's also very successful. Uh, many people are actually contributing some really quality contents. I would say. So what I feel about this is that there is a lot of people with good creativity, good technique, and uh, they want to get a piece of the pie in the NFT world, but they don't know how to. If you ask them, can you do, can you write a, a smart contract? Impossible. Can you form a small team? They don't want to. They don't work like that. Can you give me 8,000 pieces in four weeks? No, they don't work like that. They're artists. They create art, artworks throughout the time, okay? They can create one piece five piece or 10 piece per day, but it's not gonna be 8,000 piece all at once, okay? So it has to do with the workflow, it has to do with their individual capacity. That's where we are offering the solutions, okay? Plus the money sometimes, uh, that will also incentivize people to get started. And uh, so far, it's, I would say it's pretty good. And I believe that it's uh, it's going to be even more promising uh, as as the time progresses and the, you know the market sentiment is recovering. And uh, actually, I would say this this is going to be beneficial to all Web three community because uh, you know every cycle people have the question where the new people will be coming from. Okay, these are the new people, and we are yeah. actually talking to the new people. Will DAO for Art have its own smart contract and all the artists will mint from that smart contract then? Or will the artists have their own smart contracts? They will have their own. They will have their own. We're basically providing a, like a, a graphic interface that they can log, they, they can connect to the wallet and they, uh, through the graphic interface, they set up all the parameters. Some of them can be changed later. Some can, cannot. And uh, they click the button, they pay the gas fee, that is the gas fee, and all these contracts will be created for that all. Uh, they will have like an environment, they will have all the uh, ERC721 contract, ERC20 contract, and uh, you know all those technicalities will be automatically solved for them. They don't have to know anything about coding. And uh, if they want to make future you know, adjustments or changes, all those things 
are through graphic interface. They don't have to, you know, uh, know how to do that, or you know, you have to have a developer or something. So let's shape shift into royalties right now, because I know there was the big explosion not too long ago with taking away creator royalties and then the communities and people speaking their voices. And you know, I remember I was in the clubhouse days in 2021, and all the artists and founders, everyone was very, they were very bullish on royalties for the reason of being able to get royalties on your work instead of I'm an actor. So like as a union actor, every time something plays in syndication, I get a royalty. But as a non-union actor, you get a one-time fee and that's it, which happens in the art world with galleries. When you have a broker, a buyer, they'll just get like a one-off deal. But the exciting thing about business owners and founders and creators being able to have royalties was really exciting. And then when the community, the Web3 <laughs> community was talking about taking it away, big uproar, the boat still shaking back and forth, uh, you know, but what do you feel and what are your takes on royalties? So first of all, we should ask ourselves a very important question. Why do you want to do NFTs? I think the most immediate, we can forget about the bigger discussion on a higher level that is seeing NFTs as a digital, you know, data structure and that we can use it for other applications, more serious and complicated applications. Narrow it down a little bit. NFTs are here to actually, uh, I would say, create new digital content. And that is important because contents are very difficult to create, especially the valuable ones, the meaningful ones. So for that reason, for that reason alone, okay, we're not talking about investment. We're talk not talking about speculation. Just for people to create quality contents so you can consume them, uh, you have to re reward people. That's why we need uh, need to have community, uh, sorry, uh, royalty. And if you ask me, uh, which side am I on, of course, we're on the side of supporting the uh, royalties for sure. And I want to talk about this once. Okay. I think the listeners, the audience should maybe if they want to play back. Okay. Because this is kind of important. The reason why you see people arguing about uh, royalties and you have a different opinion and many of them are opting to uh, like lowering or even completely removing royalty is because they are trying to smooth their speculation game of the NFTs. And for that, they need to... The NFTs are non-fungible tokens, okay? But they want to increase the fungibility of the non-fungibles because by doing that, they can sort of, uh, I would say, meddle with people's minds and they can they, they sort of saw, see every other NFT piece as different, but the same. So it's good for value, uh, this, for price discovery, for you know uh, expectation management on the secondary market trading. That's where then they can, I wouldn't say manipulate. I would say uh, kind of like uh, interfere or you know have influence on the on the, on the market uh, activities, so that later the price go up, they can sell these little JPEGs. And remember, these JPEGs are static contents. They do not think about what happens after that. You go to any other collection. Some of the collections are actually making progress, but uh, they are not the blue chip ones. The blue chip ones, you buy them after one year, after two years, after three years, they are the same. Nothing changed. Okay. And by the way, if you want to do some change, you want to propose some upgrade, impossible. You don't have the contract. The contract belongs to a little for-profit company. Okay. So you have no say over there. What happens is that uh, they see these little JPEGs as some kind of digital merchandise. Okay. Once it's sold, it's sold. Nothing they have to do about it. Okay. Even these days are merchandise. You cannot have to up do updates, but they, they don't. 
Okay, so what we're proposing is actually allowing NFTs to be by design in the true Web3 style to be programmable and you can update them and you can uh, do content iteration. You can have interaction with the collector, with the fan base, and then you can you can do metadata changes. You can even reshape the whole structure of the contract and the token holders so that you can have an evolving dynamic instead of static content. That is very important. By the way, economic tool, like I said, that's where we tokenize the royalties. This is also the other thing. So imagine for the, uh, again, static contents, but blue chip NFT collections, say BAYC, if I wanted, if I wanted exposure for its uh, long-term growth, like with its NFT uh, royalties, because uh, I, I cannot see like big trading volume and uh, the royalties are high, are good, are lucrative. Can I get, can I get into it? Impossible, right? You have to be a very big institutional investor and accept their $6 billion valuation into a private equity fundraising. How many people do that? People just forget about it, right? But in reality, there are many artists and they do not have to have 100% of the royalty, right? He's more than willing to share or to sell them for profit, uh, for liquidity, so that he can actually form a community with other people. So that's why we provided the uh, tokenization of the royalties. So that's where I see this is very important. If you missed something as an as a listener, you should go back. This is very important. If you look at what these people are doing, you could almost see or anticipate what they're going to do next. And it is not going to help this you know, NFT community as a whole to grow. Anyway, we're here to provide the solution, the alternative. Yeah, I appreciate your thoughts and coming on and chatting and expressing some things. Yeah, t- take a rewind if you know if you missed anything take notes uh it's gonna be in the show notes but what are ways people can find you if they want to touch base if they want to touch base i'm on they can go through our twitter they can go through our discord there is actually a feature discord channel i mean it's and uh, constantly do talk to people and uh well there are other ways right you're in web3 if you want to get in touch with someone that depends on how much you want to uh, the easiest way the shortest path is through the discord channel i would say it's listed on the in, on the uh, twitter account and as well as our uh, official website you can you can find it Finder. Yeah, yeah. you mentioned a, um, a bunch of times about community and um, interacting and connecting. So some people who aren't so in Web3 and know things, uh, I'll put the Twitter Discord uh, in the show notes definitely below. What are like foreseen ways for artists to be able to communicate and collaborate with the DAO? Okay, that's a good question. That's a very good question. The short answer is no. They do not have to do anything particular. If they do have, if they have to do anything that is special, okay, you are actually blocking the way. You are making it more difficult because, like I said, the artists focus on creating good contents. They shouldn't be burdened with any other kind of task, right? Uh, not we're not just talking about uh, asking them to do the coding. Not even doing the business planning, marketing plans. They don't. They shouldn't be worried about those. They shouldn't even be thinking about those. Just focus on their uh, artworks. Well, it's gonna be getting even more competitive with the AIGC. In reality, how it plays is that when they join a community, they join, they, they can opt to, you know, create everything by themselves, or that they can join other people's style 
and that they can you know collaborate as content creators and they, and they, and they create the contents together so imagine like that happens a lot uh, in, in the traditional world as well like you have a very good topic and everybody can create something under this name it's a CCO copyright anyway so then you just create uh, in your own canvas we call it a canvas also you can create everything by yourself and to see if it works okay and there's a whole mechanism of people coming here, checking out your product, checking out your artworks, buying them, minting them. You can you can choose fixed price. You can choose a, like an auction price curve. It's a process of price discovery on the market. And all these things, all these data are collected on the blockchain. So people in the future can come back in the visit and check it out. That's how you enter the community because like i said uh, these are the the hard evidence these, these are the strong signals uh, if we're talking about chit chatting in the community that doesn't count i don't think that's important so speaking of uh, on the blockchain where will you be on the blockchain uh so far it's on the ethereum minute i realize it's very ex- expensive in terms of the gas price but so it's it's stable, so we're currently still on the on, on the minutes. Probably in the future, when um, you know layer two adoption gets gets better, we 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 explore other options for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we're not we're not moving to other blockchains simply because they offer us a subsidy, a grant, or that is looks better, sounds interesting. So that 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 is not going to happen. So let's talk about uh, the hot topic of AI. So you brought it up a couple times and uh, we'd love to hear your uh, experience and takes with AI. This is very interesting because, uh, you know, there's been a lot of doubts on NFTs in the past, right? Like from last year, a lot of people are already saying why a simple JPEG will be worth so much money. It doesn't make any sense for them. And now they're like saying, okay, I told you so. I told you so. Because you look at Midjourney, you can look at other tools. They are creating very good content uh, and very easy for people to do it. So there you have this kind of argument that uh, NFT doesn't, is, isn't worth anything. And I told you so. Truth be told, I talked to a lot of people, uh, a lot of uh, artists and collectors. Uh, the, the general sentiment is like AIGC is not here to disrupt. It's actually here to help. Reason being, uh, like I was saying, you, if you want any you know, meaningful content, okay, something that people will really like for years to come and enjoy and recreate, it has to, it's better that you remove the technique part and just because everybody can do this okay in the past you're an artist i am not it's because maybe simply because i don't know how to do the painting i don't know how to do the drawing but now ai can help me with that and the competition becomes more focused on creativity okay it's even you know more intense competition of creativity so i think that's actually going to help people uh, to quickly uh, dilute those things that are not worth it and quickly, uh, you know, say, um, identify the wor- the ones that are truly interesting. And also it remove it lowers the barrier of entry so that uh, anybody with some, uh, you know, ideas can yeah. join as content creators. And that is very important. And it helps also with the efficiency in production. So imagine like, we're not simply, of course, we're not going to be stocking uh, JPEGs, right? In the future, people will be doing more complicated contents. They have several different formats that we propose that could even come, uh, come to NFT. For example, you have comic books, you have uh, collaborative writing uh, in, in fictions, you have even short videos and music. 
really quick, I'm a spoken word poet. So I put the first love poem on the blockchain and then I released a spoken word music video. It's an MP4. And then I was doing some stuff with South by Southwest. I wrote poetry and it was with uh, a painting that I did or uh, a fidgetal, a real painting. But I Mm -hmm. took a photo of it and then I decided since I have the equipment, I recorded the poetry. And so then I made it a video NFT, uh, an MP4. Uh, NFT. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's really neat um, about the opportunities of what we can do and the tools to help us where it as before it hindered us, but now they could help us. So yeah. Yeah. And, and the reason I see it's, it's going to help, yeah, precisely like you described, because it improves efficiency, because it lowers the entry and people, more people can join, can try. And like we are experiencing with our little campaign right now, it's fascinating. You see so many people, you know, they don't have a lot of followers on Twitter, but they are real people for sure. And they are actually uploading some very quality contents. You never see those before. And it sort of ignites people's passion to join this. And what I see the value in this is we're not going to tell them what to create. We're not going to tell them what's going to sell. The market is going to tell them that. We're just going to provide them with the right with the right tools at the right time uh, for them to help to, to help them with monetization. You see a lot of platforms and you know spin of business you know emerging right now, uh, all focused on AIGC. Uh, but the problem is people still lack a tool for monetization. Or what is the point that you're doing this? Or, or, you know, if you look at the grand scheme of things at a very high level uh, in a computer system, how do we value? How do we, like, identify what are the quality contents and what are not? We don't know as a computer system or as AI. I don't know. However, through Web3, through price, everything has a price. It's very easy to tell, right? And and this will quickly help people, okay, no, no matter they are in need of cash or that they just want to use the price tag as an identifier to tell them what is the right direction to, to join this. So I think it will help with the content creation. And I, like I was saying, in the end of the day, the reason you have the NFT world in a narrower definition is not because you want to speculate something, sell it for a high price and get some quick cash and get out. In a short term, that may be okay. But in a longer term, I'm talking about at most five years, let alone longer times. It's not going to help. And you have to have a bigger reason. The reason is that you are producing quality contents. You are providing a different solution to the existing problems uh, with these big companies. Okay, they are very reluctant to re-innovate because innovation always means risk, especially yes. with bigger productions. Even mm-hmm. we're, we're not even talking about the video games and movies, right? Yeah. Even with the smaller formats, easier formats, it's very risky for them. So they don't want to innovate. We are here to provide a solution. Maybe people want to innovate based on that. Uh, so that is the goal. I do voiceover. So I, I do video games, animation, TV, film, movies for for voiceovers. And so I've been on screen for TV and film on network TV and working with some, you know, some of the biggest actors in the world. So that's another sector of the ecosystem that is considered art too, and revitalize, decentralize uh, those mediums. And like you said, people in Web3 who are in it with Integris, you know, for the long term, art collectors are in it for the long term and artists are in it for the long term. Money, it comes and goes and fine, you can make money, but what are you going to do with that money? Invest in art, collect art. So money comes and goes, but you know, for the, the purpose of art, 
it's a long-term thing and it's collaborative and it's the human experience of why we're here, you know, to collaborate, to create art, to take these new tools. You know, for me personally, if someone has mental health issues, who has like, you know, something with their central nervous system and they're not good on electronics, elderly people. But for me personally, like sometimes I stop breathing and and my brain starts going like this overload and it shuts down if I'm doing all these electronics. So that's why I have assistants who help with the admin stuff, the administrative, because it's not for me. That's why it's important to have a team and art is collaborative. You know, like I have my vision, you have your vision. This episode's an art piece. Like you're here, I'm here. There's the technical aspect that's going to put it together and then the platforms to put it out into the world. I mean, however we want to look at it, everything is art. You know, Don Miguel Ruiz, he did the four agreements. He also has a book called Mastery of Love. And he talks about how we're all primal beings and how we're all artists. And so maybe not everyone sees themselves as an artist because they don't have certain tools or they're comparing what they think art is or what they told what art is. But now in the evolution of where we are with AI and just breaking down and demystifying the old dismantling platforms and having an opportunity to create a new. So I'm really excited uh, to learn more about- kidding. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm not saying money is not important. How, money is actually very important here. Yes. Because we want, get, we want people to get incentivized. Not like the old way. I, like I was telling you in the last uh, NFT boom, people are underpaid, significantly underpaid for yeah. what they have created. We're, we're not having that uh, anymore because uh, these people will be directly facing the market. And it is important for them to get incentivized because there's also another thing which is quite important sometimes in the traditional businesses uh, of arts here and there, they get, uh, they get kind of some kind of obstacle because people have different tastes. Those people who are having, uh, who are the investors, okay, who are having the final say, may have their judgment, like I would say, uh, their judgment get influenced by their taste and their taste might not be the best i would say and uh, in this case we're talking about the same situation what you are creating might be very interesting very beautiful to someone in a certain you know corner in this world and there are a billion people in the world and there there's a lot of tastes okay we're seeing that actually previously with the dialogues with the uh, artists some of the art art forms, some of the contents, I don't understand. And to be honest, I do not appreciate. I don't like. I don't like. But I can totally see there are people in some parts of the world will like it. Mm-hmm. And there, if there is such a dynamic, you let it happen. You help that happen. You don't have to worry about if you like it or not. Okay, because some someone might. And let the market speak. The market will speak very quickly and accurately with the pricing and that's why we have this all this setup to allow that to happen not just we, we want that happen fast and easily without any you know uh, you know abstraction so that's the goal and i think that's the most important tool of web3 what's the difference between me and the, the web uh, web2 solution okay that is the money part let the money part become what we call an input for computation and the system will be able to generate a very good you know results I'm really glad you brought that up and you were listening to what I was saying because as an artist, the psychology of and me and a lot of artists will say, oh yeah, the money's not important, but it is, but we're, you know, conditioned in that way. So by you saying that, I'm excited to see that part be lifted and that instrumental part um, be utilized 
because it takes pressure and relief off of me and it changes the way of my thinking and the way the society's thinking about money. So that's really important. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> See? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, I'm ex- I'm excited to share this episode with my artist friends and community. Any we're rounding it out here. So, yeah. any last words you would like to share anything that I might have missed that you want to share with the listener tuning in? I want to talk about market cycles because this is something we constantly think of and that we have been through so many cycles. So, it's like a bell ringing in our head all the time. Although we are providing something, as you can see, very interesting, it has to happen at the right time in the right place. But what I want to talk to um, uh, listeners about is that, okay, if you look at the market, you know, general market condition right now, it's not looking very good, okay? It's not going to be a bull year for sure this year, okay? Could, there could be a recovery wave, maybe, but it's not going to be the full on bull market. What happens is like we had a similar situation back in 2019 and 2016. Actually, those are good years. If you look at it, what happened in those years, not very big price movements, but the general direction is up. And also, uh, it's not exciting, but like I said, not exciting, but it's a very good season for you to build something. What I see interesting here is that we are ready to launch the platform. We're providing all the tools we can. Like I, I was saying, we're providing the technical solution. We're going to help you with the business as well uh, as a content creator. And also, you know, we provide these campaigns here and there to essentially making subsidies uh, so that it's easier and smoother for you to join as a content creator. But if you are interested, this is actually a very good time to start building. Whatever you have built can be very satisfactory, very up to the standard, or can be underwhelming. It doesn't matter because as long as you do something this year, you're going to have very good results and feedback on the market next year, which is more likely to be a very good year. So I think people need to think about this. You shouldn't anticipate Bitcoin to really hit 200K, right? Back in the in the DeFi summer cycle. But you wouldn't say like, okay, it's going to be like this. It's going to be bearish and nothing is really happening. And I don't see the money. I don't see the audience. It's going to change to the good direction. So don't take the status quo uh, to be, you know, to be forever and it will change. We're here to help us. Great. Sign me up. I'm all in. I'm all in. Sign me yeah. up. Let's go. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> Coolio, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, that was an excellent episode with Dal for Art and David Lee. Check the show notes below and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Kiriaki, over and out. <laughs>